Hey guys, welcome back to Call Looking. It's episode five now. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Quick maths. Um, I'm still proud of the journey. I'm just gonna keep saying until we get to episode ten that I'm pretty proud of the journey that we've kept this a consistent weekly thing. I guess Wednesdays are the new Tuesdays for us, huh? Yeah. So we already had to have a hiccup, and you will now be watching this. Um, on Wednesdays yeah. instead of Tuesdays going forward. It, Jordan, I think it's one of those things where when we were looking at Mondays to film, mm -hmm. then we kind of, it was like Monday, there's all this stuff in the week and you got to take care of. Mm -hmm. And they were like, why don't we just move it to Wednesday? Yeah. So we're going to start posting on Wednesdays. As of right now, uh, the Cubs and Jays play in just two days. Yes. I think both of us are optimistic about how this series is going to go. Well, would, like, I'm optimistic the Jays are going to win your optimistic. Yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, the Jays have been playing good baseball. The mm -hmm. Cubs have been playing well. These games matter, too. Like, this isn't just, you know, game 30 of 162. Both of us are, like, fighting in the wild cards. You guys are mm -hmm. potentially, we're making a move for the division. You guys are trying to catch, you know, teams. Yeah. So, I, I think that's going to be so much fun. And mm -hmm. I, I want to dive into that next week mm -hmm. because I'm sure the whole episode will be us just talking about our experiences at the game. Exactly. Do you want to talk about the Jays first? Do you want me to go into the Cubs? You know what? Let's start off with the summer of Mike Talkman. The summer of Mike Talkman. Shout out to Cody because uh, he trademarked that phrase yep. and it has gone everywhere. Last night was a perfect example of what Mike Talkman and Cody Bellinger have meant to this team. You know, when they signed Cody Bellinger to that one-year deal, everyone didn't know what they were going to get. Would we see a, a glimpse of MVP Bellinger? Were we going to see, you know, Cody struggle the way he has a couple years ago? Uh, and it's just turned out to be everything you could ever ask for more. You know, he's batting 330, continues to just come up. I don't know what it is, but Cody Bellinger, when he comes up to bat, there's always a runner in scoring position. He just delivers. And last night he did it with a home run. And then Mike Talkman hit the go-ahead home run. I believe it was in the eighth inning. And the mm -hmm. Cubs squeaked out a very much needed win against the Mets. We lost the day before that, but I want to quickly talk about the Braves series, right? Because yeah. the Cubs took two of three versus the Braves. And that was a, that to me. That was like a playoff series. The intensity, you know, that Braves team is so good, and there is no such thing as a safe lead. And the fact that the Cubs were able to take two out of three against the Braves was huge. The big storyline, though, continues to be the struggles of the starting pitching, other than Jamison Tyon and Drew Smiley, or excuse me, and uh, Justin Steele. Drew Smiley has been awful. Marcus Stroman is now on the IL, which is a whole nother situation if it, the thing is if marcus stroman can't come back and return to some bit of form then the cubs are screwed because we have like two starting pitchers that i rely on right now yeah i would say kyle hendricks is kind of up in the air you never really know what you're going to get from hendricks and that's just not going to cut it down the line the offense continues to bail out the pitching and the defense has been really really good but right now we're a game and a half back of the division at the time of this recording and the third wild card team which mm -hmm. is crazy considering, you know, two, two episodes ago, I was just like, please don't let us sell. Like, I just didn't want to do anything but sell. And now the fact that, you know, we're having this conversation, it has been a crazy run and hopefully something that continues. Fingers crossed for you. So, yeah, and I'll just jump right <laughs> into the Jays. There was no segue on that one. Um, so, yeah, we are currently playing Cleveland. We're playing the Guardians. Cleveland is actually laid out with his butt up in the air uh, on the ground. Um, but yeah, we first off we swept the Red Sox before that, and Huge. it was the debut of Babe Schneider. Babe there Schneider go. going from the 20, 28th round in the MLB draft to 
then not in his first game he wasn't lead off but the second game i think it was lead off then his first like at bat he had a home run like it's the summer of babe too over here i will say it's crazy because i i think i uh i was watching the game in the office and mm-hmm. you were getting ready and i was like who's the dude playing short or second base with a mustache yeah. <laughs> and then like next half inning he hits a home run yeah it's crazy that was wild the back-to-back it was wit then vlad then david schneider yeah um so yeah Honestly, really awesome to see David Schneider doing well. He also, like, this guy is, like, he has, like, this, like, old-school baseball aura to him. Even though he's, like, only, like, a, what is he, like, 24 years old or something like that, 23. Like, he has, like, this old-school baseball kind of mentality. He has the mustache. He's got, like, the glasses, like, sunglass kind of vibe going on. Wait, does he have glasses? Is this, like, an op, like, one of those, like, Mandela effects? I don't know if he has, like, the, like, the, like, the Danny Jansen kind of style glasses or if he's wearing sunglasses all the time. I don't know. Uh, his glove he found from, like, a lost and found bin. That's a crazy know. story. Yeah, that's just... You see these players with, like, these cool decked-out gloves, and his glove looks like one that, like, has been beat up and put into, like, a baseball bag and shoved to the very bottom. So, like, honestly, I love the guy. He'd be cool to watch. Uh, but besides that, um, we have some Jays that are currently out, you know. Uh, Romano's close, probably, to making his return to the Jays. Ryu came Hopefully back. Hopefully after this upcoming series against the Cubs. There you maybe go. maybe Mondays. That sounds like a good time yeah. for him to return. Uh for you. But uh Ryu was hit with a comebacker uh against the Guardians in the first game of their series. Um and I think that the X-rays came back like fine. That's good. Um I just I don't know what what do they call right leg contusion? Again, I'm not a doctor. I never even did sciences really besides grade nine. So I don't know what any of this is. I don't know any bones of the body body. I'm not good at that. Um but yeah, picking up from that, Bo, I think, is like day-to-day. And then Romano, like I said, is nearing a return to the Jays. So that's that. And then lastly, well, there's two other things I want to talk about with the Jays real uh-huh. quick. First thing with the Jays, Chad Green, Buffalo Bisons, AAA, smacked right in the dong back from a throwback from Taylor Heineman from, like, from the catcher. He that's- was... Trying to pick off, I guess, a runner at, like, second base and just drilled him in the head. That's something that, like, growing up pitching, right, I feel like is, like, your biggest fear, right? Oh, my God. Catching as a catcher is my biggest fear. I feel like in, like, Little League, that's something you kind of expect to happen at some point, but not, you know, in AAA or in Major League Baseball. I feel bad for the damn catcher, man. He must have felt terrible about that. I know. Is he going to be okay? Like, did they say anything? (sighs) I honestly, as of right now, this recording, I didn't see really an update. Like, he was, like, he was responsive. He didn't follow the ground. He was responsive. He was talking to the trainers. So, like, I don't know how badly injured it is. Um, But, yeah, like, literally when I would catch, it was my biggest fear to either one. When the pitcher wasn't looking, I got, like, for a rundown. If I just nailed her in the head. Yeah. That was number one biggest fear. Number two was obviously overthrowing the throw. The number three is just hitting a batter in the batter's box. Yeah. I've always been scared. I'm like, if a batter, like, also if they don't move out of the way, kind of just like a courtesy to move the hell out of the way um, between pitches kind of thing. If you're just standing in the batter's box the whole time, I don't know, maybe you deserve to get drilled in the head a little there, but. Yeah. When I was, uh, I think it was. With a helmet on, of course. Eighth or ninth grade, I was playing and I hit a ground ball to third base and I was running to first, right? And. I like reached for first and I thought the ball hit me, right? I looked at my my first base coach and I was like, did it hit me? Am I safe? He's like, you're out. And I realized that I had ripped my hip flexor, right? So when it popped, I thought the ball had hit me there, but it was just my hip flexor going. 
So I wonder, like, what went through Chad Green's mind? Like, yeah, what did he was he like? Oh my, like, what? What do you think he realized the ball hit him? He's like, what the hell? Like, like it, if you see back the play, like, the ball didn't just go pew pew. It went pew pew in the bat. Yeah. The runner went off to third base then. <laughs> So where's the courtesy? I know, like, come on. I, that's what I always found weird. I mean, it's part of the game, I guess. But like, advancing bases or like scoring when a player literally is hurt. Like, so many times, like a, a ball, like a pitcher will get hit, and I'll, like someone from third will run home. Yeah. Because like, like, what are you gonna do? They can't pick up the ball. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Besides that, maybe we'll hop into a, a whole shebang. In another episode, talk about our great days when we could have made it to the big Back leagues. one, yeah. If it wasn't for that knee injury, I would have been there. That's <laughs> the ACL tear. But besides that for the Jays, last I'm going to leave it off with this weekend will also be exciting for Jays fans because Jose Batista is getting enshrined into the level of excellence. I am excited. I honestly, I think the Jose Batista bat flip might actually be the best sports moment in Toronto sports history. I think it's even cooler than the Kawhi shot. Really? Because here's my thing. Kawhi played here. Yeah, we won a championship with him. But he didn't want to stay. He wanted, He left then. Batista was someone that was on the Jays for how yeah. many years? And like when you think of the Blue Jays, you thought of Jose Batista. When I would think of the Raptors at the time, I thought of Kawhi Leonard. I thought of multiple people. Who Who's oh, no. the last player to be um, like elected or whatever into the level of excellence? Um, I know they took down Roberto Alomar. I know they did take his name too. Like, is can you think of anyone recently that got put in, or is there anything that like, like is Roy Holiday in it? Yeah, he's up. He there. is okay. I believe I believe so. I believe okay. he's up there. I mean, that's a pretty big deal, yeah. and you know we talked about this before because we were looking at going to the game mm-hmm. on Saturday. Again, we're going Friday on the 11th, which we're so excited for. But the bobblehead, you said there's only what like. 15,000. 15,000. We went last year on the July 2nd one for Vlad, double Vlad. And that people, so people were lined up at 6 a.m. for that one. Yeah. 6 a.m. And when we showed up, we we showed up and honestly, we thought we weren't going to get one. We got lucky and there was boxes left. Thank God. Yeah. We got one. I feel it's all about the entrance you go to, right? It's definitely the entrance you go to. And also, like, it's weird because I don't, like, that time my mom went to a game and she wanted to get the bow bundle. And I swear they were giving out to almost everyone and she just somehow still didn't get yeah. one. So I, 15,000, I don't think I will be there before 15,000 Yeah, that's a, that's a big ass. I remember, I remember last year, like, we got there maybe, like, what was it, an hour before they opened the the gates or whatever. I mean, you're there hour like three hours, oh, four hours before. We left that game early because I was so lightheaded from sitting Yeah, in the we sun. sat there. I mean, you're sitting there and you see, look at the clock and there's an hour and 45 minutes until the game starts and you're sitting in your seat. But I remember seeing the lines and thinking to myself, there's no way we're getting this. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it's crazy. And We should see what the most expensive ticket is for that. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know if you can pull it. I'll pull up my phone and see if I can find it. Because I know Saturday, like if you go to Ticketmaster, sometimes you can find like, Resale tickets and like even StubHub and like there's nothing yeah. for this game. So I want to see what exactly there is, is the bobblehead. Is it just Bautista or what it's is the bobblehead? Ba- it's the bat flip. Oh, it's the oh, it's it's the bat flip and you we yeah. might be screwed on getting that. Yeah. I'm sure the re the funny thing about it is like how much is the reseller when you look at those bobbleheads and then you go on like eBay afterwards to see people are selling these things for like the price of a ticket right to yeah. get in is is crazy. We'll try to go again. Why? Why? Why the Cubs series? They had they had to do it during the Cubs series, really. I know you're like I want to go. Um, might be shit of luck on that one. I want to see. Let's see what the price is for tickets. tickets. I think they'll. Oh, tickets. they have resale tickets now. 
Okay. $176 for Section 216. I feel like that's not the worst. Yeah. I, it's not the best, but I feel like I've definitely seen like 120 at least for those sections. Yeah. So like let's two, t- or what's the most expensive? Let's see. We're still on hold right now. We don't know if we're going to go or not. Best seats. It's better than like the Cubs stupid like WWE night bobbleheads. Is that all the tickets that are left? That's, that's it. Wow. Uh, the 130 row two. What? What the, the hell is that? that $208. Oh, that's nice. Is that on the... Cut you there? Is that on the, J- or is that on the Cubs side? Um, no. No, it's the J side. Oh, I'm so, a yeah, deal breaker. Honestly, if you're watching this, you want tickets to have someone on Ticketmaster right now. So Yeah, we're looking at Ticketmaster. Yeah. No, the J's Cubs series. I, again, we'll dive into it next episode. It's going to be so fun to talk about like the experience and all the mm-hmm. content that we make out of it. But yeah, uh, let's get into some top stories. Yeah. And I think we have to start this off with Tim Anderson versus Jose Ramirez, and probably the best MLB brawl we've seen since Odor and Bautista. What what a segue right oh there, going God. from Bautista to literally just pass the torch from Jose to Jose. You had a nice little tweet about that, didn't you? I did. Pass the torch. So the torch has been passed. Mm-hmm. Now, I my buddy had texted me, been like, "Dude, you got to turn on the Guardians game, right? There's a fight." But when you think about so MLB fights, you're like, clearing. oh, a little bench is clear where they separate everyone. Yeah. I wasn't expecting. My favorite part of that entire fight is watching the umpire try to get in the middle. And, and he's then like, he's just like, I'm out. Which, that's the same thing I would have done. And that's I think he looked at who was fighting. He's like, you know he's what? He's like, you know what? If you guys want to go. I mean, how many times, though, do you get like two huge names going at it? Like, you know, all-star type player. I know Tim Anderson this year hasn't been an all-star. But Tim Anderson versus Jose Ramirez. And it's weird because... I don't really think Jose Ramirez did anything. I think Tim Anderson was kind of picking a fight. And the best part about it is Anderson comes in after they're trying to wrap up Ramirez mm-hmm. and then gets caught and tur- suddenly turns into this huge meme. Yeah, well, like, it's funny because, like, if you, like, Tim Anderson's definitely the one that started it. And the fact that Jose Ramirez is the one that's publicly apologized to him and to, like, the fans, which, honestly, he shouldn't have even apologized to the fans in my defense, like, it brought some entertainment to the game. <laughs> and Tim Anderson wasn't, like, he was knocked down to the ground, but he got back up. He was fine. He was yeah. getting carried off um, by, like, another Red Sox player. I don't know who, who was the one carrying him off. I forget. Uh, the, it was, doesn't matter. But... The whole thing was just, I, I thought the six games and three games was a little light. Yeah, I that's we were light see, work. like, way more games. I think Odor got, what, nine games or eight games? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just think, and then Tim Anderson on Twitter was just, he changed his profile photo. He sort of just, God, he fired away like 20 tweets. He looked like me during a Jays game. He was yeah. just going hard was out there. Channeling his inner Antonio Brown era oh right there, which is God. concerning. And some of the storylines afterwards about the fact that the Yasmani Grandal, where Yasmani was trying to leave a day early before the All-Star break, and, and Tim said, was like, screw yeah. him. And then he punched him, which Grandal was denied all that. The whole thing is a huge mess and kind of sums up the White Sox season in a whole. It'll be interesting to see, you know, is there Tim Anderson was in the trade rumors mm-hmm. uh, before the also before the trade deadline? Like, are they going to move on from him? What kind of what does that look like in in Chicago? Two other things I quickly want to highlight. Number one, Elvis Andrews. What are the chances that he's he always is, there? He has a first row seat to two of the best baseball fights of all time. We we need to get him on this podcast somehow, some way. I would Our love, someone's got to ask him about, like, that if is... If anyone's got the hookup. Like, is he like, oh, here we go again? Like, I can't only imagine what's going through his mind. And then also, uh, I showed you this video, but Aloy Jimenez, who is, like, probably the most injury-prone player in all of baseball, 
So everyone comes out, right? The bench mm-hmm. is clear. One second, take it away. I'm, I'm choking. <coughs> Anyways, Aloy comes out. He's in the middle of the skirmish. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, Aloy's hobbling out. And he somehow got hurt, which was just like, you know, you never want to root for anyone or see anyone get hurt. But you're like, dude, that's the most Aloy thing of all time. Yeah. Did you see what Corbin Carroll said to Mookie Betts on his uh on the Bleacher Report show? Oh, that they were gonna if they went if they had a brawl like if their teams had a brawl. Yeah. What would he do? Did they? So say- they apparently the the Diamondbacks had like a players only meeting after that, right? And they basically came to the conclusion that if someone like one of their teammates got in a, a fight like that, then they're fighting the next inning. Like they're going after. Like uh, Corbin Carroll was basically like, I'm surprised. How did there was not another fight after that? I like, know. Surprises me. And those those teams don't see each other again for yeah. the rest of the year, so maybe that's for the best. But you know, definitely, I think when we look back at the twenty twenty three season, that'll be one of the biggest yeah. uh, biggest highlights and biggest takeaways and memories that we can look back on. No, absolutely, and honestly, like I already liked Jose Ramirez. I kind of love Jose Ramirez. I just also like how he's handled the whole situation. <laughs> the boxing gloves, the, the photo. <laughs> We're but, so good. You know what? Such a Cleveland thing too. As someone yeah. who has a Cleveland. Browns fan. Well, actually, I don't. I don't mind the Guardians. I do like the Guardians. Kind of iconic. But yeah. All right. Up next, we have. I'm gonna. Ch- uh, well, I think Jordan's seen this. I'm not sure. I just want to go over these teams since the MLB trade deadline. So this is the record since August 1st, the MLB trade deadline, right? Okay. Now the first thing we have to are talk you about. Me are you talking I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to show you. Right. Okay. The first thing I'm going to talk to you about is the Angels. So the Angels are one in seven. And the Angels were maybe the most talked about team at the deadline because they have Shohei Otani and the fact that they decided to go all in in hopes of, you know, making a playoff run and You don't do that with Randall Gritchick. Yeah, one in seven, you know, I think they're what, five, six games back of the wild card right now. And this is also like, you know, the AL wild card is death row. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, all these top AL East teams and then you have either Houston or the Rangers, one of those teams is going to get yeah. a wild card team. And speaking of Texas, Texas is 8-0. And they haven't lost yet. And I, I think it's so funny how, like, the domino effect, they go out and get Scherzer, and then Houston's like, oh, shit, we got to do something. Let's get Verlander. Yeah. So it's it's interesting when you look at some of these teams. Like, you have San Diego, 3-4. and four. Should San Diego have sold at the deadline, right? Yeah. It's hard because you invested so much in your team. But think about the type of return they could have gotten for the likes if they traded Blake Snell or Josh Hader or something like that. No, exactly. And then we have the Cubs. Got to talk about the Cubs, 6-2. and two. There you go. Which Better you, record than the Which you love to see. And then the Jays are 5-3. and three. And then, of course, Arizona, who continues to plummet at one point. Arizona was 17 or 18 games. Dude, I thought at one point Arizona was genuinely going to... Jordan, they were 17 yeah. like games above 500. And they are now at 500 or a game under 500. Like, they're young, you know. Yeah, this is It's not like this team is... There's is, promise there for them. There's promise, but maybe it's it's a little early. And it's kind of the same situ- situation that's happening with Cincinnati and the Reds, it seems like. Yeah. Is your chair squeaking or is that mine? I know. This chair is so loud and I apologize, boys. I might need... Listen to the podcast so we can invest in better Yeah, chairs. I might... Ha- you know what? Next podcast, I might just sit in like... Goodbye, pink chair. I might just get one of the dining room chairs. The dining room chair also squeaks like this. So, I guess we can't win. No, I'll we'll sit, sit the on floor. the ground. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll literally... We'll sit on the ground. We'll do this podcast on the ground. So. 
What do we have next? Okay, Orioles announcer Kevin Brown, which made waves two days ago. You commented on that, right? Yes, I really don't understand this. I understand, like, here's the thing. Like, I first watch of it, I thought maybe, like, did he say something controversial? Like, you know what I mean? I thought it was a whole, like, the whole Nick Castellanos thing all over again. Um, The Man of Faith thing. When I first watched the video. Was waiting for the punchline, waiting for the punchline. Watched it three times. I was like, I'm missing the punchline. What is the punchline? And the fact that he got canned, or suspended, sorry. Suspended, because he just talked about factual statements. Like, records are facts. Like, it's not even... Him saying that... The Orioles have lost how many times at like at Tropicana Field? Like I get you have to paint the team in a good light, but like when I watch Jay's games, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Like I don't get like why like also the Orioles are good now. Like it's no it's not like a new thing that they've been bad in the past. Like it's great. It's I feel like talking about their past and then talking about them now, like that's good. That's a good segue to be like, look how good this team's doing. But to can the guy suspend. Uh, when there was a graphic on the screen. That's the thing. There's like multiple other people putting work into that. There's first off, the, obviously, I'm not going to put the blame on the camera guy, but there's the camera guy. There's the graphics people. Like, I'm sure there's a producer. Like, you're yeah. telling me it went through all these people kind of thing. No one flagged anything. But then once it went to air or whatever, that's when they decided that's too much. Mm. And to put the blame on one guy, that's It was the ridiculous. softest suspension I've ever seen in. It's been cool to see the way the rest of Major League Baseball has kind of rallied around him. Even yeah. uh, the Orioles fans were chanting free Kevin Brown at the game uh, yesterday or two days ago. So, again, one of those stories where you click on the article and you expect to see something. And you're like, kind of, did I miss it? Like, I literally was like, did I miss it? Is there a punchline I'm not getting? And it just and... wasn't there. It was just, you know, the Orioles and their ownership and their general manager managing being extremely soft and just deny I, I i still can struggle to understand i assume he's going to be back soon and i know he works for espn too because i believe he does i think it's college basketball he does other sports i've i know the name from somewhere so you know we'll see what happens there and then finally this this storyline i was debating if i wanted to talk to you about because it's kind of taken over twitter the last like 36 hours there's no secret that the Atlanta Braves have been unbelievable this year. No doubt in mine. But one of the craziest stats that you will read, and maybe something that just isn't talked about enough, is Ronald Acuna has mm. cut his strikeout career rate in half in one season. He was striking out around, you know, 25% through 2018 to 2022. This year, he's striking out just 12%. And he's batting 340. He's still hitting with power. And that is something that you do not see in the game of baseball. No. Matt Olson's on the verge of 40 home runs. And all the comments on Twitter, everywhere on social media is like, oh, the the ESPN documentary of the 2023 Braves cheating scandal is going <laughs> to hit different. And, you know, there's no truth to that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I, I don't, I cannot understand, especially after watching that team play. You know, their OBS alone as a team is higher than some of the best players in all of baseball, like in the for the month of July. Like it's ridiculous how talented they are, but how one of the best players in Major League Baseball has become now, if it wasn't for what Shohei Otani was doing, you know, Acuna's the best player in baseball, yeah. right? Uh, outside of, you know, the unicorn and Shohei. Acuna what Acuna is doing right now is just bonkers. And I kinda wanted your take on that. 
He literally is the Pablo Sanchez of backyard baseball, <laughs> but for Major League Baseball. Uh, it, it's just wild to see what he's doing and stuff like that. And like you said, like I feel like if Shohei Otani wasn't maybe in the league or wasn't performing as he is, there would be more attention on Acuna. I feel like there honestly hasn't been. Like, I haven't seen too much of it on my end. I don't know. Maybe it's just Jay Strider and David Schneider yeah. just, like, blowing <laughs> everything over there. Um, but, no, it, it's just wild. I Also, I don't get – like, it's, like, also a team. Also, you, you have, like, Austin Riley. You have Matt Olson, whatever, right? But you don't have, like, Freddie Freeman. You don't have yeah. sponsored. And the fact that you have – like, these are good players. And the fact that you don't have them on your team and then you're able to – Yeah. Build yourself up as well. Another crazy thing that I saw, and it might change because Acuna left the game last night, but before yesterday, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley have played in every single game. They played in like 112 of the first like 112 games. Jesus. Which is crazy. I mean, that's how baseball used to be played, right? You know, the Cubs will give like Nico a day off or, you know, I think Dansby last year played 162 games for, for the Braves in the day before the year before that 161. Like they play their best day. They play their best nine every single game. And it shows when you look at the records and stuff like that. So what device do we think they're using as a cheating mechanism? I mean, it's definitely not a can. It might, I could see it being like a buzzer. I could see it being like a buzzer. the buzzer, like, I, maybe it's something like here. I don't know. Maybe it buzzes when it's a, when it's like a fastball or something. Or maybe there's someone relying signs like yeah. The, or maybe it's a song coaches. that the DJ's playing in the stadium. There could be a DJ song or like a little thing. Are they better at home or on the road? Probably at home, but it's. I don't think they're. It's not like they're. I'm not accusing them of cheating. I'm just. Just just put it out there yeah. in case something does come out of it. We'll have this clip from. Like I want to. If, August 9th. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying what they're doing is not exciting, but it's like mm-hmm. how the hell are you doing that? It's crazy. And then last night, mm-hmm. we're watching the Padres and the Mariners mm-hmm. because West Coast, it's like, what, 12, 11 o'clock at night? There's no other games on. Yeah. And Julio Rodriguez goes to attempt a robbery of Fernando Tatis, which Fernando Tatis just had a home run robbed from James Altman a few days ago when I was watching the Padres game. And one of those things where it's like, Julio not only deeks Fernando Tatis, who thought he had a home run, but mm-hmm. deeked the announcers and even the fans that were watching. Like, I remember yeah. showing you this, and I was like, wait, Jordan, look, look at this. Because, like, he kind of sits there for a second, and you don't think he has the ball, and then he, like, shows the ball. Yeah, and he's like... And then he celebrates and decides it was, like, the longest walk I've ever seen in between innings back so to the sm- dugout. It's lovely to see a player show some personality. It's always refreshing when you see a player... You- just pull a little trick out of his back pocket kind of thing. And the fact that it was like Julio versus Tatis probably yeah. just makes it that much better. Too. Oh, yeah, 100%. So. But, yeah, I love the smug, the little walk he did. The little kind of. walk he was like, the celebration. He's like, I got it. He's like, yeah, no worries about it, buds. But, yeah. It's been a fun week in baseball, I'll tell it's you It's actually that. been a really, you know, looking back at, like, you know, our notes and stuff like that and trying to find topics, mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like we really had to struggle finding anything because it's been a really exciting, and I'm sure it's only going to get better. I mean, it's when you get down to like the last 50 games and teams really start, you know, yes. putting the putting the foot on the gas. I think you get more exciting baseball, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So is there anything else, George, that you want to look at? You guys you could tell about? that I worked till 2 a.m. last day. Yeah, but I Jordan keep, I'm like. Had a uh, had a long work shift and. The eye bags are just eye bags. Oh, I know what we want to talk about. Speaking of last. Uh, yesterday was a great day in baseball. 
like Kyle Tucker at bat versus mm-hmm. Bautista. Again, this is like, you know, that's a potential playoff matchup. We could see that in like the ALCS. Now, let me set the stage for you, Baltimore, bottom of the ninth inning. Maybe, you know, the best closer in baseball, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, has uh, Kyle Tucker, King Tucker, down 0-2 in the count. They're down three runs. And Kyle Tucker fouls off two, three straight pitches and then hits a go-ahead grand slam. Again, solidifying my comments that I always make when I get asked, who do you think is going to come out of the AL? Because I think we all think it's the Braves in the NL. Until I see Houston lose, I'm going to continue to pick the Astros. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's a safe bet. Like. It's a safe bet. I mean, it, it's kind of how I felt about the Golden State Warriors. I know the Warriors that didn't turn out last year, but it's like the Chiefs in, in football. Like, True. These guys just know how to win, and it seems like they turn it up when when the spotlights gets bigger and it gets closer to playoff time. What the Rangers are doing is fantastic. Can the Rangers beat the Astros? I'm not quite sure. You know, they added Verlander. They're finally healthy. Altuve's missed, missed so much time. Jordan missed a bunch of time, like, I still think Houston's got to be the favorite to come out of the AL. I'd have to agree with you. I, I would love it to be a new, another team, you know, bring some new faces yeah. in. Uh, who do you think's their biggest threat? Who, like, so what, like biggest yeah, threat? who's Houston's biggest threat? I mean, like you said, Texas. Probably. Texas? Texas. Like, Texas. here's my question. If I'm asking you right now, August 9th. Okay. Where does the Baltimore Orioles fall in all this? See, like, do you think that's a good enough team? Are they too young? Do they not have the experience? I could see the Orioles. Hmm. I think they're maybe just a bit too young. Bit too young. Bit too young, but I could see them going far in the playoffs. Okay. But I think they're just a little too young. Personally. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. I think the I think Orioles, they could have a good playoff. They continue to impress me. So I feel like whatever I say about the Orioles, no matter what happens here, they've had an incredible season and I mean, what a great turnaround for them. Tampa Bay lost Shane McClellan, what it looks yeah. like to go there. So that's a huge blow. You know, what's gonna happen with the Rays? And then obviously, you know, if the Jays can get put things together, yeah. then they could always make a run. So I think I think we're in for a really, really exciting um AL playoff works. A series, I see multiple series, as I should say. But yeah, for me, that's all I really got. What about yourself, Jordan? That's all I got. My hamster wheel of a brain. Actually, no, let me ask you this. Put What's on that? Twitter, because you know I'm spamming Twitter these days. But um, I asked last night, and I know we talked about it on the walk yeah. to the gym. I asked you, or you asked me, would you give up drinking? to see your favorite team win a championship. I think that's what you said, right? Or was it yeah. the Jays World Series? Oh. Jays World Series, well, yeah. Jays are my favorite team. Um, 1,000% yes. I barely drink anyways. Sports betting, though. I'm going to ask you, would you give up sports betting if it meant that the Cubs could win a World Series? Oh, that's tough. Um, Put the Bears in there, I'll say yes, too. Have you promised me a Cubs and a Bears mm, World no. Series? No. Because then at that point, it's just like, well, here's my or question. Here's like, the thing. Would you rather win? And then never win it again? Would you rather win? Let's say like you're having a, you're like the greatest sports better alive at this point, and yeah. you have the chance to win like 1.5 million dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass. Would you rather win the 1.5 million dollars, or would you rather see the Cubs and the Bears win the world, uh, win championships? No, oh, the 1.5 million dollars. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it real. 
I also would keep it real. I, I'm taking I, the money. The Why do the players get to get paid? Why don't I get paid? Uh, here's the thing. Like, if they were to win that money. Now, if you're saying they're never going to win another World Series or yeah. Super Bowl, that might be a little different. But I would just use that money to go to as many games as possible and hope that I get to see a World Series in person, so right? you put that money towards our future together? Okay, our future a too. Car, <laughs> another dog. No, he's going to spend it on Cubs games and Bears games. Season tickets. That'd be my first purchase. But no. I, I, I think I would have to take. The drinking is not. I don't that. I saw a lot of people being like, oh, no, like, what's the no, fun? I How couldn't, I no, I couldn't. Like, Me I, and Matt, honestly, I think we've had a combined maybe 20 drinks total this whole yeah, entire year. We're, I, you know, I'll give up alcohol in a heartbeat if it means the Cubs are winning the World Series this yeah. year. Like, that's not even a question. But Would you give it Chipotle? Ooh, no. No? But no, I would give up. I would have to find, I literally eat Chipotle every day, so. Honestly, sometimes it's it twice alter, a day. Yeah, it might even be twice a day, but yeah, I'd give up Chipotle. Anyway, guys, make sure you follow us on social medias. They are right here. You guys are watching on YouTube. Make sure you guys do drop a like and drop a subscription to the channel. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you guys leave a review. Five stars is very, very much appreciated. Smash that like button. Smash the like button. Thank you guys so much for watching. For myself, Matthew. And for myself, J-Bone. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.